Can you tell me the way to heaven from here? It's critical that we know the way, for one day we will all take that journey, and in many, many cases it will be at the most inopportune time. Click on the Further with Jesus for directions. Now for today's subject. God said that he will enlighten my darkness. Psalms 18, verse 28. In Psalms 119, verse 105, it reads, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God's word has the answers to all of life's questions. Man said that the Bible is of no relevant value in today's enlightened world. Now the record. God said, man said, recently received the following email message. I am a student taking a parenting class in college. A recent discussion ensued about alternative methods of having children, i.e., in vitro fertilization, surrogacy, adoption, etc. I was wondering what your views were on this and if there is anything in the Bible about if these methods are or are not God's will, signed Tanya. God said, man said, response. Dear Sister Tanya, over the eons of time, man has attempted to correct or help alleviate the many serious problems resulting from the fall of man. In some cases, man has attempted to improve upon God's creation and directives, and in sundry instances, his labors have produced devastating results. I don't pretend to be an expert in this field, neither do I intend to burden you with an opinion, but it is healthy to always be aware of man's interventions. The scriptures do not speak specifically on all of these issues you raised, but be assured the Bible does speak. Concerning in vitro fertilization and possibly surrogacy too, I, re I recently heard a news uh, report discussing unanticipated negative results occur occurring in some instances. Medical science is relatively young in this area of expertise and you can be confident that scientists are unaware of many factors. You can also be sure there is more transpiring in the sexual coupling of a man and woman than can be measured in a test tube. For example, the sexual spiritual union consummated on the marriage bed bonds the mother, father, and the forming child together in a oneness that is beyond man's analysis, and these types of spiritual issues are not typically considered by science. God declares this spiritual union in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. The God-planned result of the mother-father union is a child, the combination of the two of them, the product of their oneness. The following excerpt, which is not the news story to which I alluded earlier, is found in March 2003 issue of Alternative Medicine. It reads, Since the birth of the first child conceived through in vitro fertilization 25 years ago, there's been a boomlet of test tube babies. Some 370 fertility clinics now exist around the country offering a mind-boggling array of technical assistance for people unable to conceive of their own, on their own, from old-hat methods such as artificial insemination to dazzling innovations like intracytoplasmic sperm injection, or ICSI, in which a single sperm is injected directly into a mature egg. Yet even as technical advances have doubled success rates to the 30% range, they haven't lessened the emotional pain of people going through infertility treatments or the sorrow of the 70-something percent who don't conceive. If anything, the extraordinary expense, physical indignities, and yo-yoing hormones of artificial baby-making have only increased the stress of couples bent on reproducing. Indeed, Domer found in a 1993 study that many infertile women are as depressed and anxious as cancer patients. 
They weren't always that way, she says. Most of my patients were mentally healthy before they started infertility treatment. End of quote. There is something in the scriptures very similar to surrogacy. It was not unusual for barren women to give their female servants to their husbands so they could bear children for them. Uh, one very famous case is recorded in Genesis 16, verses 1 through 3. Now Sarah, Abraham's wife, bare him no children. And she had an handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said unto Abraham, Behold now, the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abraham hearkened to the voice of Sarai. And Sarai, Abraham's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abraham had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her husband Abraham to be his wife. Regarding today's surrogacy, where a woman carries a child for another, it must be noted that this situation is inherent with unexpected problems, such as the surrogate mother's inevitable psychological problems and regrets, as well as the confusion the child and the family must experience and more. Being that God is not the author of confusion, 1 Corinthians 14.33, one should be very cautious in this area. Many future ramifications are yet to surface. The example case cited in Genesis resulted in major confusion and will precipitate the famed Battle of Armageddon. See the roots of terrorists on this website. Adoption, on the other hand, is highly endorsed in the Word of God. Jesus Christ was adopted by his earthly father Joseph. Psalm 68, 4-6 reads, Sing unto God, sing praises to his name, extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Jah, and rejoice before him. A father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in his holy habitation. God setteth the solitary in families. He bringeth out those which are bound with chains, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. Adopting the fatherless is highly pleasing unto God. God does offer the perfect 100% remedy to infertility problems. A basic five-step outline follows. 1. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Concerning the kingdom of God, Luke records the following in chapter 17, verses 20 and 21. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here, or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Seeking the development of the kingdom of God within yourself must be the top priority in any Christian's life. When priorities are in order, the blessings of God flow in a believer's life and prayers are answered. Number two, Matthew chapter 21, verses 21 through 22. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer believing, ye shall receive. What if and but if won't work here? Faith is the critical key. God's word defines faith in Hebrews 11.1. 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Number three. Be content with God's plan for your life and your present state of affairs. 1 Timothy 6, 6, But godliness with contentment is great gain. Then 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Number 4. When the Lord Jesus approached the Father just prior to his crucifixion, he prayed the following perfect prayer. Matthew chapter 26, verse 39, 
And he went a little farther and fell down on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. After you have performed steps one, two, and three, be patient and surrender yourself to God's will for you. Number five, be sure to consider the adoption of the fatherless, for this is well-pleasing unto God. The fatherless child brings a gift of God's blessing to the family who opens their doors and welcome. Truly adoption is a godly deed. God's word has the answer to all of life's questions. God said that he will enlighten my darkness, Psalms 18.28. In Psalms 119.105 it reads, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God's word has the answers to all of life's questions. Man said that the Bible is of no relevant value in today's enlightened world. Now you have the record.